morning, everybody. How's it going? Depending on when you're going to listen to this episode, it could be afternoon. It could be night. It doesn't have to be morning, but currently is seven o'clock for me right now. And we're going to do this podcast. So today's podcast is going to be on my personal experience with hyperacusis, tinnitus, and TTTS. So I'm doing kind of a bit of a rebranding with my podcast. I was originally going to do it with just groups of people, you know, just have fun. But I think there's a couple episodes where they... They deserve some time in my YouTube channel for them to be solo podcasted, so I'm going to do that. And before I get into this episode, I just want to tell all of you guys that I have a Spotify, Google Podcast app, and iTunes all in the description below. So if you want to listen to this podcast off off of YouTube, before you go to sleep, on the bus, whatever, if you just want to listen to it at the gym, go for it. More power to you. I don't know what else to add, so let's get started. Okay, so my personal hearing issues. So I have a lot of, it used to be a lot of issues, but now it has died down and I will explain the whole story. But it's usually when I tell somebody I have hearing issues, they ask, what is it? Why do you have it? Um, could I get it? You know, basic questions like these. And it, it's, it's such a long story that it becomes really hard to talk about it. And I think doing a podcast episode like this would really help explain my story. So I decided to make this podcast, you know, because I remember when I first got diagnosed with it, I remember I was constantly searching the internet. I was going on YouTube, all these other things. And I was hoping that, and I was just looking for a story. Maybe I was hoping, I'm hoping right now that this could help comfort somebody if they're, if they have a bunch of questions about it, um, if they just want to hear what another person went through, you know, you can listen to this. Um, and this is also to warn other people too. I mean, anybody, I mean, depends on genetics and a bunch of different variables, but a lot of people could get it. And these days I see a lot of people listening to loud music and I mean, it's insane. You know, I I've been on the bus before going to school. I mean, there's kids that I remember there's this one kid that used to blast dubstep just right out of his earbuds, you know, just like super loud. I mean, it was just like a small speaker right next to us. And I couldn't believe he was actually putting that in his ears. And, and, um, yeah, so I'm going to talk about my story and what I went through. And in order to do this, I had to take a bunch of notes and I'm hoping that I do justice for this podcast and my story and put everything in here. I mean, there's so many things that, that have gone on. I used a note system. It's on my tablet in order to tie everything into what I was dealing with. So, and all these three conditions and how they all intertwine with each other. So let's start off with what are these things that I'm talking about? So hyper, hyperacusis, sorry. Hyperacusis. I looked up the definition and it was this, and I'll explain further. A highly debilitating hearing disorder characterized by an increased sensitivity to certain frequencies and volume ranges of sound. And summing up, it's a collapsed tolerance to usual environmental sound. So collapsed tolerance. So it increases your sensitivity but it does not increase your hearing power. I used to have friends that would ask me, do you have like super hearing powers? But no, and you know, in all reality, no. So like, think about it like this, right? So I think the average threshold for pain, I want to say is around like 130 decibels, right? But for someone who has 120, 130 decibels, but for someone who has hyperacusis, that gets lowered down, let's say maybe like 80, 70. It depends on the severity. You know, many people have different severities of hyperacusis. And so let's say, for example, it goes down to 70. If it goes down to 70 and that's your threshold for pain, a lot of things become, uh, 
painful. Honking, if you're outside honking, car sirens, plates, kitchen plates, stuff like that. So it's just a collapse tolerance. It's not an increase in hearing power. So the next thing is tinnitus or tinnitus. I've heard both. And it's a ringing or buzzing in the ears. I've heard that sometimes it's a clicking, but it's usually just a noise that's produced, but you're not, it's not really from the outside. It's just you can hear it. So I have a bit of tinnitus. It's, I think it's called the reactive tinnitus where it spikes up. So every time I'm in a loud environment, maybe for after a week, my ears would ring. But for the most part, it does not bother me that much because I've never really noticed it. And I've noticed that if I dwell on the fact that I do have that ringing in my ears, it's going to make things worse. And tonic temp tensor timpani syndrome. This is the one that most people might not know. It is, it is an involuntary anxiety-based condition where the reflex threshold for the tensor timpani muscle activity, activity is reduced, causing a frequent spasm. So this can trigger aural symptoms from tympanic sorry guys, tympanic membrane tension, middle ear ventilation alterations, and trigonomal nerve irritability. So I'll sum this up. So for me, how tensor, how TTT, I'll refer it in the podcast as TTTS, and how's that affect me? It's almost like this. So let's say I do, I go to a loud environment, right? I, let's say I go to a club. And in that club, I spend an hour dancing, you know, listening to loud music, et cetera, et cetera. After I leave the club and everything goes back to normal volume, my ears feel like my hearing is just like I feel like I'm in an airplane. That's how I feel like after you get off the airplane, that plug feeling that you get, that's the same exact feeling every time I get after a loud noise. And for a while, I actually I couldn't even I couldn't even hear stuff. I couldn't even clap next to my ears with or snap next to my ears without me even actually going into my ear. You know, I always felt like I was plugged up, which is the weird thing. So like I said, again, I will try to update, intertwine everything throughout the story and how I felt and what I did and try to make this as good as possible. So let's start. So let's look at the timeline in my life, what I did before to get this and how I how I got there. So my whole life, I was a super music influenced person. So um, as a young kid, I really liked music. Um, our family had a bunch of old cassette tapes and I always used to listen to those, you know, in the background. You know, I was just a big fan of music. I liked a lot of music. And this led me into going, taking piano lessons. So as a young kid, I think it was around elementary school, I used to take a lot of piano lessons. And that was just something I really enjoyed, you know. It was it was just my life. My piano lessons then into middle school led me into joining band. And because I had a musical background, it, it led me to joining the percussion group. So let's keep that in mind. I was in percussion. So in band, I played percussion all the way through middle school. And all the way until ninth grade, until I had to stop because of my hearing issues. But me still being involved with all those musical things, I was still very conscious about listening to loud music. I remember as a kid, I would hear, you know, it wasn't my dad listening to loud music, but the headphones that he got at that time, you know, they have a, a high ability to leak noise out of it, you know, and it was because it could leak noise. I mean, everybody could hear it and it, you think it's loud, but it's really not right. So, 
I remember I'd always tell my dad to turn the thing down, turn the, turn the volume down. And I would always be very conscious if I was in the car, I'd always make my mom, even if it wasn't loud, I would just tell her to turn it down. You know, I was super conscious about not listening to loud music because I knew it was important to protect my hearing. And I should have done that, you know, until up until now, but I didn't. So I was like that for a very long time until 2014. So in 2014, I went to a basketball game with some of my friends and in this basketball game on the ride there, these guys, you know, they like listening to loud music. So I, I just follow them. So at first, you know, I kind of plugged my ears, you know, I was kind of resilient, you know, not to listen to loud music, but they kept playing loud music. And by the end of the night, I joined in with them. You know, I, listen to loud music. I didn't cover my ears at all, you know, et cetera, et cetera. I just kind of sat there and just took it in. You know, I wasn't forced, but you know, I just did the cool thing. You know, I just went along with it. And that was pretty much the beginning of how I stopped caring less and less about loud music. So I, I remember I used to have headphones and in these headphones, they were plugged into my tablet. And I remember on the tablet, there was an equalizer and I would turn the bass up all the way and I would listen on the headphones, you know, and the headphones, I would turn them up all the way to, I mean, the equalizer kind of turned the volume down, but still it was very loud. And I listened to that all the time. That was just a normal thing for me. I, I just felt, you know, I felt like I was cool. I felt like, you know, I really felt the music and the rumble and things like that. And I believe tolerance was a thing at that time. I believe that if I listen to like that every day, it's going to be normal. You know, it's not, nothing's going to happen. So then in 2015, I got introduced and, and, and listen to like ignorantly loud music, like very ignorantly. Um, so on the buses, on the bus to school, eighth grade, I would listen to uh, on my earbuds. And the thing about buses is because it's such a loud environment, you know, especially like in the winter, there's like, um, there's fans blowing and everything. It becomes very hard to listen, meaning you have to turn your earbuds all the way up. That's a big no-no really bad for your ears and every most days I would go on the bus and listen to music and it was really loud sometimes just to ignore people too and then in class you know loud earbuds were kind of the funny thing if there was a guy in the back of the classroom blasting music on his earbuds that'd be you know really funny and you thought you were cool and all that kind of stuff and impressive and that's what I did for about a couple months until December when I got into music production so like I've mentioned my whole life I've, I've pretty much you know done music piano band and I've, I like music you know so I decided to get into music production. I had a small setup. I had like two little studio monitors and I had to constantly turn them up and down. So as I was producing my music, it was hard to hear the bass. So um, when making the bass, uh, because the speakers were small, they were like three inch woofers. So the woofers are the things that produce the bass. The tweeters are the more high level treble kind of thing. But so I had to constantly turn up the speakers up and down and that really took a toll on my hearing because I'd kind of leave it up. You know, if I turned it up for the bass, just for the bass line, I would still leave it there after and I would just still listen to the music and it would, it'd be really loud and work sessions would last for, I'd probably say a couple hours. Some, you know, it was just a really fun thing for me to do at the time. It was just like any teenager in video games, you know, I just sat there and sat there and sat there and just took it all in. And usually after sitting there on those long sessions, uh, something that I would notice that has never really happened to me is that I would get migraines, which is really weird. You know, I never had that before in a really loud session in my whole life. You know, I've been to like kind of like little concerts, little, you know, birthday parties, weddings and stuff like that. And that's never really happened to me until then, which was weird. 
and I just kind of took that as a tolerance thing as well. You know, I believe that if I listen to loud music, it would, um, it would set me up for the future. If I wanted to become a music producer, studio sessions were very loud and I, I just kind of realized that I had to become used to it. Okay. So let's take this back. So ignorantly loud music on the bus in school, loud environments combined with the lab music from producing. I just, I just thought I was going to get bad hearing in my fifties. And I, I accepted that I would take bad hearing in my fifties over all the fun I'm having right now. So, you know, months came, months went January, February, March, May. I think it was, Oh, I skipped April. <laughs> it was around April or May that, um, I think it might've been a possible trigger to make it everything even worse. Don't quote me on it. I don't know if most hyperacusis patients have a trigger that that started it all off, but this is what happened for me. And it's not, I don't want to say it's a trigger, but it could have been a possible trigger. So I remember I was with my teacher and he was talking about some rock music. We were kind of in the same music and he had an iPod and I was, uh, we were talking about music and he was like, Oh, have you heard this song? And I was like, and I don't, I don't, I said, no, you know, I've never heard the song before and I was interested in hearing it. So I was like, here, can you show me the song? And he was like, yeah. So he, he gave me his iPod and he gave me his earbuds and be, he usually because he connects his iPod to the classroom speakers. So they plays background music. Like he turns it all the way up, right? Cause if you don't turn it all the way up on the iPad, you have to do it on the system and all that and all that mess. So he turned it up all the way on the uh, iPod, right? I put the earbuds, I put one earbud in my right ear or yeah, I know. I think it was both ears and I listened to it and it was actually, it was so loud because it was all the way on the max volume that I, I didn't, I was kind of shy, you know, I didn't want to say anything and I just sat there. I mean, I kind of took the earbuds out a bit, you know, just so I can not endure all of the sound waves, but it was, it was super loud. I just sat there for a minute. I was like in pain, you know, like not really that much pain, but it was super uncomfortable and I was too shy to tell him to turn it down. I didn't know how to turn it down cause I've never had an iPod, but I eventually told him to turn it down, but I think it might've been too late by that time. And that's what happened. So months came months went again so may june july and yeah so the summer came in june the summer was my grind time in the summers usually i just did a bunch of music producing i always did music producing because that was music producing takes a long time it's almost like video games i'd sit on my computer for hours and hours just doing the music i'd wake up I'd go on the computer, do some music. I'd go to sleep some nights at like six, just cause I was doing music. I enjoyed it so much. It was one of the, the best things that ever, that have ever happened to me. And during that summer, that's when almost everything went downhill. So I'll explain. So one day I was working on some vocal editing and I was just working on it. I think I might've went until like 11, 12 and then I went to sleep <sighs> or it could have been earlier. I don't remember looking by my notes, it's actually really hard for me to remember, but I remember I woke up pretty early. I want to say it was before sunrise, but probably like six or five. I don't know when I went to sleep actually, but I might've been tired, but, um, take back what I said, but I know for sure I woke up early because I was the only one awake at that time. And I remember I went to my laptop to listen to some music. And when I put on the music, everything was just out of whack. It, it was, everything was out of place. When I listened to the music, my ears, like 
it's like somebody you know you know on car stairs when you can turn up the, the mid the highs and the lows it's like somebody turned up the highs for me so i was like what what is this noise so i kept walking around and i noticed and i noticed some weird issues so then i went to the kitchen and I started to play with all the plates in the kitchen. And it was it was really weird. I moved them back. Like I didn't take one plate and kind of move it around. I took like two plates, just kind of move them back and forth. And I noticed that the clinging of the plates really kind of made me my ears hurt, right? And I think this all kind of came in together because that was my turning point. But I also, I had some issues maybe a week or two prior. I remember listening to a song and the, the snare drum would really, it wouldn't hurt my ears, but it would, there'd be a presence of it just bothering me a bit. You know, it was really strange. And I remember the snare drum would always just kind of bother me. Right. And yeah, I remember the day before too. Um, the day before too, I remember my sister came up to me and I think she had some new headphones or something and I decided to test them out and me trying to look like a cool kid, I turned them up all the way and I remember I listened to that. And yeah, there were so many things leading up to it. But anyways, back to the story. So then my ears became, they were just all out of whack. For that whole day, I remember it was just all really weird. And after messing with the plates, I remember going back to my couch i sat down and i searched up what i had so a lot of people you know they like to every time that some bad goes with their body they always search it up and i remember the first result that came up was i think it was google that said it was hyperacusis and after that that just that shocked me that like i got i almost wanted to have an anxiety i want to say an anxiety attack i just got a lot of anxiety i got really scared you know because I read up on it, irre irreversible stuff like that, and it, it really, it really shocked me. So I, I was thinking about that for the next week, and I remember I think it was the day of or a couple days after. I remember watching Dave Chappelle on my tablet. So Dave Chappelle, there, I was watching his stand up, and there was um, it was literally my ears were so out of whack that I had to turn up the volume all the way just to hear it. And I thought that was normal. And that's the TTTS playing in, playing a factor in that because it, it, my ears felt like they were plugged up. And it wasn't exactly so much sensitivity as that time, but my ears were just messed up. So after, like I said, searching up what I had, I went down to my basement and I remember I put up the volume, it was it was low, and I continued working on my project that I was working on the night before. And I, I think I got a headache like right then then and there. It was it was really bad. My ears were all out of whack. So because I was going to Europe pretty soon, I had to go to the doctors and see what was going on. I didn't want anything to get worse. So I went to the doctor. And they said that I had eustachian tube dysfunction. So I described all the stuff that I've been doing, music producing, listening to loud music, etc. And they told me I had eustachian tube dysfunction. They said I could go back to music production soon. Well, the doctor said that. And I got I went to the pharmacy and instead of getting the prescription, I got the Flonase because it's the exact same thing. So I went to Europe and I tried the Flonase for pretty much the whole month. And it really helped nothing. I remember I felt like it was helping something that might be a placebo effect. I wasn't really allowed around a lot of loud noises. I was just, you know, visiting. I wasn't like clubbing or anything, but the only thing I remember clearly, the thing that hurt my ears was probably just, um, 
cups from the kitchen and just i remember we were playing ping pong i remember the the ball hitting the floor the 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 table it hurt my ears which is really weird and pretty much for this whole month i didn't produce any music because obviously i didn't bring my studio with me it's not really a portable studio and i came back from europe and came back from europe and i came to school this was when it really started to really take a toll on my life and really affect me and change up who I was as a person. So um, I went back to the doctor again and I told the doctor about all my issues and they said that it was eustachian tube dysfunction again and that they would give me Flonase to take it again, see how I felt. But this affected me, and it affected me because I had band. So remember how I told you I was in the percussion section? Well, that's pretty much the worst for me. Usually sounds that are that make me sensitive are high-pitched sounds. Like, not really, like, high-pitched ringing, just, like, clattering between, you know, forks and stuff. You know, not really, like, bass. You know, bass is really soothing to me. Well, not soothing. It's going to plug up my ears, but it doesn't really bring me instant pain, right? So I was in percussion, right? That's probably the worst section that you can be in. And I had to sit out for most of the band for about three weeks. I told my teacher every single day that um, I had eustachian tube dysfunction and that I should sit out for a bit because I, I felt physical pain. And then nothing worked. So then I had to go to an ENT and I still had to sit out of band. And I remember telling my teacher that because at first I told them that I would be, I'd be just fine. You know, I'd be come back into the percussion section. Everything would be just normal, but it, it, that never happened. I told them then I had to go to the ENT and I was, you know, I was just in band sitting outside, just playing on my phone because I couldn't do anything else. Right. So I think to be honest, my band teacher kind of thought I was lying. Um, I mean, it's, it's such a strange issue. Most people don't get it. If you know, you know, maybe one of your friends might have it, maybe zero, because it, apparently it's kind of a uncommon condition. But I had to sit out. I don't feel like he believed me, but it was whatever. So I went to the ENT. And after going to the ENT, or during, he told me that I had hyperacusis. So what he did was he took, like, one of those, like, pitchforks whatever they're called not pitchfork you know you hit the you clang it and it like makes a buzzing noise like the tuning fork or whatever and you put it up to my ears and i felt a little pain and he said it was hyperacusis and then i and then i told him oh what about the eustachian tube dysfunction that those past two doctors said and he said that's that's not true and he told me that in order to get better i would need to go to this specialist right to get my ears fixed and or you know to get the treatment and by that time you know i've been researching everything i i i knew what he was talking about but he also i also asked him about the band question and he said that you can wear earplugs for band and at that point i really didn't want to it was it was just too much i didn't want to be reminded every single day about it you know wearing the earplugs you know there's the, there's an in insecurity question about it there is you know I really wouldn't want to have earplugs in band. I would, I do not want the the whole band section coming up to me and asking because, you know, this story has already taken me so far, you know, 30 minutes, you know, it's a lot, it's a lot to tell people. So I decided to come back and I just, I dropped band. 
the the thing that I've been doing for years, the thing that I loved, I had to drop in. And it, it, it was not fun. I mean, you know, I, cause I, I didn't want to drop band. I wanted to go into marching band, you know, percussion was my thing. Well, ever since I've gotten started in sixth grade, because I already have the music, uh, the piano background percussion was really, it, it just came to me. It flowed to me, you know, and because I had to stop it, it didn't make me feel too good. And the last part that my ENT told me was that he told me that the hyperacusis would get better over time due to my age because I was so young. So there was the healing portion and everything. So things that had bothered me. So I remember the room next to me was constantly locked and unlocked. And if my door was open, I could hear it from the hallway. And every time that room was locked, it was in a, a pain in my ear. You know, it, that was the part of the collapsed tolerance. That was the pain. Um, squeaky shoes on the bus. That was another thing that bothered me because the winter and, and the whole floor on the bus was wet. Squeaky shoes really bothered me. I remember being in a car and the seat belt getting clicked. What would bother me? Um, uh, another big one that really kind of made me angry. It doesn't bother me that much anymore, but at school, when people next to me would slam their lockers, that'd be really painful in my ear, especially if the, the person was right next to me and I was kind of reaching down to my locker. I mainly avoided the kitchen. And to this day, I really don't like to do dishes just because of the clattering noise. I mean, it's underwater, but I just avoid it completely. Um, something else that bothered me was just going from a very quiet environment to a sudden loud noise. If I'm sitting in a quiet room and then something loud happens, like a, like a clicking or something that can bother me, I had to stop using headphones, including earbuds. I might've used them, but that's not the wisest thing to do because if I were, if I were to use headphones or earbuds, my TTTS would come into play and I would have muffled hearing. And another thing that bothered me was basketball season. So the winter time is basketball season time. And that really bothered me. So squeaky shoes on the court. That was kind of like that loud squeak, you know, the, the squeak like with water. So it's a squeak, but the squeak against like dry court, it, it, it's like even louder and more high pitched. Um, the buzzer on the wall, every time the quarter would be over, that hurt my ears. And every single game, I remember coming home and my, my ears were plugged, you know, like it felt like I just got off in an airplane, you know, my ears were constantly plugged. I couldn't hear what my mother was telling me, you know, all these different kinds of things. So TTTS, TTTS and school were almost synonymous. So every single day from school, I think up until, tw I want to say 2017, and probably right now, even though I don't notice it as much, uh, my ears become, my ears are plugged after school. Um, they're just plugged. I, every time I come home, I like to listen to my music from my phone. And I notice I turn it up all the way just because I can't hear it at all. So one last thing about my TTTS school and band, how they all relate to each other. Um, if I were to do band, I would come home with a headache until seven or eight o'clock. If I were to take a nap in order to nap the headache off, I would still have the headache. You know, it was, it was like really bad. And after I did band, I think I might've gotten headaches just from school alone. School's a pretty loud environment at that time for me. And it, it, it was just a whole slew of hearing issues and how it affects mental health. I would probably say that it's not fun just dealing with it day in and day out. It really brings you down and it, it discourages you to do a, a lot of things. 
So how this further affected my life, I avoided school dances. I still do to this day. Football games, pet fests, and mainly fun things. That's what I would describe them as. I mean, I have been to a couple football games this year, but I don't go to a bunch. And I, I noticed that I used to think football games are very loud, but they're they're okay for me now. Um, pet fests, they used to be very loud. I feel like I want to say like they might have turned the the music down at the pet fest it used to be very loud i remember one year it was like excruciatingly loud and school dances school dances are the one i i, I don't want to test out if i went to a school dance now i'd probably have a headache and then i'd get ringing in my ears for the next couple days it's i've heard at a school dance that you cannot hear the person next to you how loud it is like you have to yell to talk to them so i would consider going if there was some kind of silent dance you know, if there was, you know, like they had headphones instead of like the loud music from the speakers. But yeah, so at this point, you're probably thinking to yourself and asking for a cure and um, maybe a treatment. And there is, it's called TRT, uh, Tinnitus Retraining Therapy. So what it does is it plays like through a hearing aid, it plays a white or pink noise constantly 24 seven in order to re um like rebalance your ears because your brain's like all out of whack it wants to play that noise constantly in order to soothe your ear and bring it all back to normal that's what there's a more technical explanation you can search it up search up um tinnitus retraining therapy on the internet uh i don't have it written down but that's basically what it is in a nutshell so like the doctor had said the ENT and talked about the specialist I decided not to go only because when I did my research I found out that it was I mean there's different ways you can get it from speaker or headphones or whatever I, I wouldn't recommend headphones and there's a couple reasons why I can explain later but I didn't want to wear a hearing aid and that's the confidence you know question coming into play I didn't want to get bullied for it to be honest and it's 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 a pretty touchy issue like deep down but i just didn't want to wear the hearing aid i was scared you know and i i knew people would make fun of me and at the time those friends probably would have i didn't i'm not friends with those guys anymore maybe that's a different video or a podcast but i just knew that i'd be make fun of been made fun of so i decided not to seek my treatment out and then from that time on my condition just started to improve it by itself you know like the doctor had said because of my age everything would get better and it did so an update on my music producing like i said i'd produce music um at the height of it like i mentioned going to the ent that was kind of the height of everything quitting band that was when it hurt the most but a little bit after i started producing music on and off again but i could never really go to the lengths that i wanted to so for example like sitting for hours i couldn't do that um i couldn't mix the tracks i made i could produce and put all the instruments together but i could never really mix the track because it was it's like because my ears were all out of whack i couldn't get a reference a real reference from what I was listening to. So you can't mix a track unless you have good studio monitors. So it's because if you were to have, let's say, a, a Beats headphones, right? Beats are very bass heavy, bass and bass intensive. If you were to use those headphones to mix, you would think the bass is at an okay level, right? But because it's so high up on the headphones, if you were to listen to it in your car stereo, there'd be no bass at all, only because the reference was wrong. So my reference of how I was perceiving things, it might not, might not have been good at the time. 
um like that's like almost asking a colorblind person to fix some kind of image where there's a color issue you know they can't really fix it because they have um, an impairment to how they would see things that's the same thing for me in my situation and before i started every session i, I always thought everything was going to be okay you know i was always like oh i'll just maybe do an hour or two you know it's it's always going to be fine and i've said that every single time um every time i would start a session but it, it never was okay i would every time i'd finish a session my ears would hurt um headaches ringing and the ttts the ttts is probably the most annoying if the plugging of my ears it, it happened every single time and it, it just got more annoying and more annoying but the ttts was a thing that almost kind of improved over time so i'd probably say at the height of it the ttts like say for example i was at a club um right now like if I was at a club at that time, it'd probably like my ears would feel like I'm in. A, I got off an airplane and feel plugged for maybe around two weeks. But now if I did that, it'd probably happen for four days. So over time, the TTTS has slowly decreased its after effects. I don't know if it's ever going to go away. I'm assuming that it might come back even worse as I get older. Um, hopefully it doesn't. That'd be really bad. But it's just the way it is and it, it just went down so even as i was music producing the ttts would still be there at that time so this was 20 2017 ish so to give an update on those friends remember those friends i went to that basketball game with so they were still listening to loud music and with the hearing issues i had they would still play a lot of music around me. I told them to turn it down. They were obviously respectful and I, I thank them for that, but they, they slowly turned it up, you know, like on the ride, you know, they thought I wouldn't notice, but I did. Um, and yeah, so now produced music, done all this stuff and went all the way up until around 2017. So in 2017, I started going to the gym. I asked myself how this would affect my hearing issues and it kind of did um it like if there was a weights if there were weights that were clattering against each other it would hurt but for the most part i i felt good i mean every time i left the gym i'd have a bit of ttts like after effects just like that the you know the plugging of my ears but it wasn't as bad as it used to have been so then 2017 new school year so this is when i started to ramp up my music production again I thought about getting into DJing and going back to music. So I just thought about re-expanding my whole self. I thought about getting into electronic music, things like that. And, but it, it didn't work. Um, every time I would DJ, every time I would, um, produce, I, I would just get plugged ears and it was, it was always like that. So then that year I went to one pet fest and it still wasn't as bad but it still hurt i had the after effects my ears being plugged i think my ears might have rang for a bit but i kept producing all the way until the summer of 2018 it was just too tempting you know if the computer's there and i have this new crazy idea i always like to just go on the computer and pour out my ideas but like i had said before the ttts i want to call them episodes were just lasting less and less after i would do a loud experience so during this period i did also 
I did things like staying away from headphones and earbuds, and I tried not to listen to loud music, but I gave in a lot. So at this time, I still continued my old habits. I produced music. I um, I tried to stay away from headphones and earbuds, but I'm kind of, you know, led me back into the dark side. So everything went like this until the summer of 2018. So the thing that made me go to the doctor and help me from avoiding what I've been avoiding for two years was my job. And I got a job at Taco Bell and this really hurt my ears. So the job at Taco Bell was actually very painful for me. What happened was that I was working there and I actually, I truly love the job. If anybody from that job sees me on this podcast, I just want to tell you guys that I enjoyed working there so much. I, I, I found it so fun. It, the coworkers, amazing. Um, the job amazing, you know, I like cleaning up and stuff like that, but, um, I couldn't take it anymore because of the sounds. So I remember in the kitchen where you wash the trays and everything else, um, people would throw the, 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 the dishware into the sink and that would really hurt my ears. And that happened a lot. And sometimes I would just have to leave the area to make them an excuse to leave. But every single day, coming home my ears would ring um it was hard to hear it was it was just a headache it was so horrible i wanted it to go away but it couldn't so at that time i finally decided to go see a doctor the specialist doctor so i went there and the trt so they they everything that i've researched they it was true they gave me a set of trials for hearing aids right and they said I had to wear it for two years. And at this point, I was like, okay, I'll just come in confident in the school year. I'll just wear them. No big deal. And I wore them. And I wore them around. I wore them to work. And it it really didn't help for me as much. It's supposed to be a treatment and a therapy. But I didn't see that big of a difference. And not to mention it was obscenely. It was, it was the, the cost was just expensive. It was very expensive. And... I just, I just didn't want to do it. I had been avoiding it for two years at that point, and I don't, I didn't think it was going to help at, at this point. Like how I felt, my hearing was healing itself. It used to be exponential, but now it's kind of like an S curve. It just kind of plateaued and topped off to me. I believe I, it might get better in the future, but it, not as fast as it did. So, I ultimately decided not to wear them. I mean, I did wear them a week at school, but I decided that it wasn't for me. Uh, it was too expensive. You know, I already have gotten better enough, even though I still have issues to this day. Um, like right now, if I stop talking, there's, well, there's a, there's a air, there's a heater going on in the background, but if I were to stop talking and everything would be quiet, it, my ears would kind of hurt going from a loud environment to a quiet one also hurts me as well. So, um, during that summer as well, I had to quit that job. Unfortunately, I didn't really, I didn't want to at all. I would have kept that job for a long time if everything was okay, but I had to stop my music producing. I had to, I got rid of my whole setup. I, you know, put it away and that's pretty much my whole story summed up into a short podcast. There were a lot of things that affected me. It's, it's hard to remember a lot of them, to be honest. It's just that it's so hard to take 
And that was my whole story. Um, I kind of rushed through it. I could have went a little bit more into detail, but that was just, that was, those were just the main points of everything that has affected me. And to this day, I try not to wear headphones as often. Um, I do wear headphones a little bit more now. I really shouldn't be. I think I'm going to experiment around again, see if wearing headphones doesn't um, affect how it affects me. Um, I really don't ever plan on going to a school dance, so no prom, no, you know, whatever. Um, my pet fest days are limited. I, I mean, I, I think I'm going to try going to some pet fest more, but I really kind of avoid, avoid them. And it's going to be hard for me to find a job now. And it, it scares me about my future because it, it's kind of a disability. It, I can't do anything more manual labor type like instruction. That's definitely a no, no, just because my ears, I have to work in an office just so it's not as loud, but it, it still gives me anxiety about where I'm going to work in the future and how my hearing issue is going to affect my life. So if you're scared now about this, if you don't have hyperacusis or any of these t uh, situations, if you're scared about what I just talked to you about, then protect your ears. Seriously, protect your hearing. If you're going to mow a lawn, protect your hearing. If you're going to like a concert, if you're a regular concert going, regular concert goer, please don't be ignorant. Wear some earbuds. I remember talking to some people regular concert goers i told them to wear some earbuds they were like nah you know it's okay i don't need them but even though you might not get my condition you still might get some hearing loss it's all not fun it's gonna save you a lot of anxiety in the press days and you shouldn't wear headphones in loud environments um if you're at school and like you're in the lunchroom and it's super loud don't wear earbuds there like you're gonna have to turn it up and with that background noise and that earbud level it's just not good for your ears and i'm a very i would say unlucky case um everyone's genes are different and you could get it a lot worse than me i've seen youtube videos of these this couple that lives in new york they have to wear earmuffs all the time because it's so loud and everything just bothers them i think one of the the worst things about this at all of it is that it's really hard for people to understand um it's because it isn't a common thing people you have to ex first of all you have to explain the whole story you have to answer all their questions and then you have to deal with them being kind of like 50 percent believing you you know they might think it's okay to do this or that but it really might not be in your case it just becomes hard because a lot of people don't understand you um like I said, remember the band teacher and uh, co-workers? I don't think, I think the co-workers understood more than the band teacher, but it, it, you get this guilt and you feel like you're lying, but you're really not. It's like the, the guilt of lying. I don't know. I just feel guilty for some of these things. You know, it, it's horrible. Um, now, the treatments. So I mentioned that there was a TRT treatment. Um, as far as I'm aware of, that's pretty much the, the main, the mainstream treatment for everything. Um, I, I've right around and I've, I've seen things like people talk about cochlear implants. I don't know how that's going to affect the future and how it's going to affect people's, um, healing. Um, I've also thought about some other things. It's not legal in my state. I mean, medical marijuana is, but I've also questioned how medical marijuana would affect the hearing i mean i'd love to see some studies done on that but um yeah that's just a possibility i'm going to throw that out there 
But yeah, all in all, still affects me to this day. Hopefully this story would, uh, hopefully the story and this kind of informational podcast would help with everybody out there who's dealing with it. Maybe, maybe comfort them knowing that I I'm, I'm better to this day than I was before. Um, maybe it's going to help some friends understand what I'm kind of going through, but right now the ringing is at its lowest hearing sensitivity is at its lowest and the TTTS is at its lowest. And actually kind of this week, it's bothered me a bit. You know, I get like these weird ear feelings when it's like super loud or when I use my headphones, but for the most part, it's died down and yeah, that's pretty much all I had to say for this podcast. So if you guys have any questions or want to start a conversation, please leave a comment below. I'd love to talk with you guys about this if you have it or if you don't. Um, yeah, any kind of questions, anything. If you have any thoughts, ideas, questions, um, quotes, I don't know, leave it in the comments. I'd be glad to reply to all of them. And yeah, that was episode five of the Another Day, Another Dollar podcast. See everybody.